Marawa Sports Worldwide. Unraveling the story you must know. Behind the story you deliver. I deliver, yes. On Radio 2000 and Metro FM every weekday from 6 p.m. Hashtag NSW. Marawa Sports Worldwide. And it's none other than Tanda Manana's birthday today, who's in our PE studios. Mr. Manana. Marawa. Why are you Marawa. quiet? Why are you quiet on your birthday? Marawa. Talk to me. Hey, I've been, I've been having good wines. I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking. <laughs> we'll do a breathalyzer before you go in there. Bon anniversaire. Bon anniversaire. Bon anniversaire, Merci. Manana. Bon anniversaire. Merci. Merci. Oh. Merci. Are you ready for the room dividers birthday boy? <laughs> Rob, I've taken enough water to be ready. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the 40s. Chris Bongo has been 40 for the past 15 years. I've been having good wine. I've been drinking. Hashtag NSW. Setting the agenda. Our people need to be included. Factual. Are there any black CEOs? Calculating. Am I on? Loud and test. <laughs> hey, you normally close the tabs, Rob. Right? Transformation leaders. Have they been transformed? Statisticians. Are they assisting in transformation in this country? Robust debaters. Transformation, what, what? Fearless. These guys will actually make the Springbok stronger. And most importantly, they are the room dividers. Give the man, Everyone give the man his allowed his peace. Give the man his chance. Dividing public opinion. Are they empowering? And setting the rugby agenda. Do not forget where your history South Africa is. The enemy's desire is to try and erase it. Welcome. You're with the Room Dividers. Well, it's exactly, what, three days to go now before the opening of the 2019 Rugby World Cup. It looks like the Khoisan Defiance campaign was supposed to march to the SA Rugby offices today and hand over a memorandum to the President, Mark Alexander. Uh, this was after Sammy Klassen, a community leader from the West Coast, later complained to the South African Human Rights Commission against Springbok Lock, Eben Etzebeth, to investigate allegations uh, that he racially abused a man at a pub uh, in Langaban in Cape Town. We spoke about this last week, and we will chat to Sammy uh, Klassen, the Khoisan Defiance campaign leader, uh, coming up a little bit later on. We're just uh, getting seated in our Cape Town studio. Uh, Peter de Villiers, the former Springbok coach, uh, done in our PE studios. We've got Tando Manana, uh, who's the EP Rugby General Manager, former Madiba's Rugby Club President, former Springbok, Junior Springbok Bulls, Krikwa's Flank Forward, and also SABC Sport Rugby Analyst. We also got in studio Aras Gheer Rugby Journalist uh, Jody Hendricks, who I believe has even got a, a breaking news story. Yeah, Rob Wales's attack coach Rob Howley has been sent home uh, to, after investigation by World Rugby due to betting on the eve of the 2019 Rugby World Cup. So th- that that is all they gave in terms of the information, but we can only just speculate. Yeah, there was an investigation, and yeah. he was found guilty. And um, yeah, they told him, yeah, no longer part of it. And an assistant coach, an attacking coach, quite an influential part of a coaching setup, Rob, and a team like Wales. Who is an ambitious team like a that? A couple of weeks ago, were number one. Um, yeah, you know, and knowing Warren Gatland, he's not going to take this lightly. Whew. 
that is quite a blow because that has nothing to do with breaking any of the let's say team protocols or whatever this this is big um, this is big it's the first time i hear about it in the rugby context Um, i know it's quite big in england correct where a couple of coaches has been fired but yeah the first uh, and at a world cup not even you know just a normal season so it's quite a big one because they have to nip it in the bud to say that what influence will you have yeah. on other players in influencing the outcome of a game. So where you would have expected Wales to win and then all of a sudden you've made seven changes to the starting 15 and yeah. people are saying, how on earth is that? Then who else is implicated? Maybe might be what the investigation team is going to be looking at. Yeah, and also, like you said, that's a classic example of yeah. making possible changes and a coach saying, you know, I don't think you should play. You yeah. might be an influential player, but I want this person to play, and that can have an impact. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm making some money in my back pocket. Exactly, wow. because then you start to say, no, we're not happy with this recovery. Um, we are giving him a couple of weeks so that he can get back into training again. You know, then all sorts of things, because we get hoodwinked. We don't know. We're not part of the camp. But then the next thing, years later, we find out that that was a game where match fixing happened. Is there any more information? And it says this follow a recent um, information being passed to World Rugby with an independent panel uh, being uh, potentially appointed to hear the case. So he's going to have to face the music at some point as well. But the the first point point of call is go home. Uh, We don't want anything to do with you when the World Cup starts. Mm -hmm. And there will be an investigation that follows. And yeah, um, probably a suspension if he's found guilty. That is crazy. Let's bring Tando Banana in here. Tando, good evening, sir. Rob, good evening to you. How are you good doing, evening, sir? Good evening to the RSG Sports Guru. Good evening, Mr. Banana. I haven't heard of, of both of you gentlemen in a while. We are, we are very honored, Jody and I, to be rubbing shoulders with the general manager of EP Rugby and a former yeah. Madiba's Rugby Club president. This is truly, for the room dividers, an absolute honor. For, the, for you to squeeze us in to your right. very busy schedule. Rob, when the request was put, uh, I stuck to my last words that I had with you on the show, is whenever I'm required, uh, I will uh, find time. Uh, I'm not a guy that uh, will tell you about uh, family time. Um, rugby is part of my family, and when the family or one of the uh, the 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 sons uh, calls. I'll have to answer to that call. So I'm here. Breaking news story that Jody yeah. just handled. What do you make yeah. of it, Rob? Uh, for me, once and for all, is um, you, you know that's decisive leadership right there, uh, taking that call and, and and sending someone who was an integral part uh, of the Welsh team uh, when. Um, Gatlin was not around. He was the head coach. So this is not a man that is just uh, right behind uh, in terms of the management. He's just the the second uh, in charge of, of, of a Welsh side. But this was a Welsh side uh, who many, if, if, if one were to read in what is happening in Wales, was uh, maybe it's good riddance. You, you see a guy like Stephen Jones uh, being touted to come over and take over that place. And uh, people are saying, uh, you know, finally they'll start seeing uh, Wales uh, scoring more tries. But I mean, every time this happens, if you remember in 2007, they lost against Fiji. 
2011, Warburton's red card. So, uh, you know, if you look 2019, Rob Howley sent home. Uh, mm. So it, there's always something that needs to happen for, or for for the Welsh side. If this is going to spare them on, um, you know, to go throughout. Remember, they're one of the favourites. Uh, Robbie, sp- I mean, uh, Jody spoke about them being uh, number one a couple of weeks ago. But I, I just get a, f- a feeling that uh, this will will really, uh, you know, bring out the best in Gatlin uh, because, uh, you know, he, he will use this as an advantage or as a motivational factor for his team to do exceptionally well. Sure. Do you think it will rock them somewhat? Rob, it's not about whether it will, it will rock. I mean, obviously... Uh, plans that were were there are no longer going to happen. Uh, but I think uh, this coaching staff has been together for a very long time. I mean, if you if you look at Rob Howley himself, I mean, this is a true Welshman uh, through and through. I mean, he's been entrusted to be the second. He was in fact prepared to take over Gatlin, and uh, for him, I'm sure these are devastating. But it's a lesson to many. I don't think even many will will even look at the betting scorecard going forward uh, with 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 these results that have that have come through. I think for me. Uh, you know, if one were to look at uh, Gatlin, he's got enough experience. I think he's got a, a lot of people around him that can assist. But certainly, uh, you know, with uh, with Stephen Jones on his way, uh, you know, he, he gets a formidable uh, person to, to take over. But uh, your head coach is still there and the, the captain is still there. And I think those integral or pillar of the Welsh side, if they are there, they'll do enough to motivate the side. I think they'll have to move on. World Cup starts on Friday. And, uh, you know, it's just so unfortunate. Uh, these things, they happen at World Cup. You would know, Rob, even in soccer, uh, you know, scandals and all these things, they happen in cricket as well. So um, rugby is no exception. And, uh, you know, um, this will be obviously shifting the focus uh, from what is to be the, the biggest game uh, in the World Cup. And that just happens around the corner on Saturday where the true kickoff uh, Will, will happen at half past 11, but uh, this one, the Wales will want to just uh, deal with it as quickly as possible and move on. And, uh, and uh, Rob, this is a World Cup. Yes. Are you excited about the World Cup? Uh, Mr. Banana, are you excited, Jody? Because we're, gonna, we're counting a couple of days, and, yeah. and obviously the topic that we're going to be touching on um, hinges on whether or not we should be excited or we should be questioning ourselves about South Africans' morals and where South Africans speak in folk tongues. There's a lot of questions about ourselves when it comes to the Rugby World Cup. Unfortunately, I do believe that Peter de Villiers is on a flight to Johannesburg, so he won't be chatting to us. Um, I must apologize for that. It's, it's obviously very disappointing. It's news mm-hmm. to me, but nonetheless, the show goes on. I've got a very capable team that is yet to carry it through. We'll chat as well uh, to Sammy Klaassen, Khoisan Defiance campaign leader. Jody, are you excited about the rugby? I'm excited about 2019, Rob. Yeah. Uh, for the first time in, I think, about, what, three, four World Cups, we have about six or seven teams that can go out and, and win it. Um, and I think it's a fair toss-up between the Southern and Northern Hemisphere teams. And then I think a team like Argentina's also probably got a chance. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think the box are probably in the top three mm-hmm. to probably take it um, this year as well. And can you imagine the picture of uh, Siakulisi lifting it? I was worried about him and for him when he played in that friendly game, given the fragility that he has towards injury. 
And I, I thought to myself, I, I, I just hope he doesn't get injured because he's not there for a friendly game. Can they spare him? Even if he comes off the bench, I really don't care about that game that much. I want to see CF for the first game against the All Blacks walking out as a black South African Springbok captain. And I know people say, why use race? It is what it is, Mr. Manana. And unfortunately, 2019 presents itself with that opportunity. Rob, first and foremost, um, I think for me is at least we have this platform uh, to keep up with the many rugby fundis um, that we obviously will be looking at the match analysis, uh, you know, the the breaking news that, uh, you know, has been brought out. Jody has brought this one and many others that will happen. It's just so unfortunate that you won't be getting any of the live, uh, you know, radio uh, commentary, uh, which I've been part of with the SABC since 2003. It's just very much unfortunate. But yeah, for me, I'm very excited. I'm also excited for South Africa. They were the first team, in fact, to arrive in Japan. That's mm. a first, uh, if one were to look at that, um, uh, meaning that uh, they would have had better preparation in terms of getting used to the humidity. We saw the All Blacks training with uh, slippery balls, so they're preparing for a very a big humdinger of a game come Saturday. But also what needs to be noted, Rob, is uh, these two countries, uh, and here I'm speaking specifically, not uh, uh, isolating the other countries, but these two, South Africa and New Zealand, they've won five World Cups out of the eight uh, that's been played so far. This is the ninth edition, so it tells you also that uh, you know, uh, you know, whoever loses this game will really have a tough uh, road going forward, you know, but this is not the group of death for me. Uh, I think we also always look like in any World Cup, you look at the, the group of death, that's where trouble is going to happen. If you look at, uh, you know, in the group of Ireland, that group is not really a major one, but for me, uh, the group of death will be one that many people will be looking at, and, uh, and, and I'm very excited. I think for me, uh, what also makes me, you know, very excited is that the the two teams, it's in the last four games, the difference has just been a four-pointer between them. So it tells you that, uh, you know, it's it's going to be just something uh, that will just tell you, you know, in terms of, you don't want to talk about climax, but what you want to talk about is these two sides will really set the pace uh, going forward for other teams really uh, looking who's going to be the informed side. I, f I certainly feel uh, after the game there won't be much excuses because this side will take the, it will take each other on right through from the first to the last minute. I mean, are we, are we likely to see some of the ridiculous scores that we've seen in the past where Australia then beat Namibia or New Zealand beating Japan 145-17? Jody, how, do you think the way that it's set up this time things a bit tighter, it's a bit more competitive, or does it lend itself to that kind of World Cup? It's more competitive to a certain extent, Rob, but um, then you've got to look at Group B, where South Africa and New Zealand yeah. is in, and then you've got Namibia, uh, who's semi-professional players. If they get a Curry Cup contract, they are lucky. So in that game, I won't be surprised if I see you know, a 90-23 score or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's a few other teams as well that might be able to uh, put a few or a lot of points uh, behind some of the opponents so I think uh, in terms of you know the top 10 countries um, there's 20 countries taking part I think there's probably about 8 to 10 countries that will be really competitive and we'll see that in the right. playoffs quarterfinals but yeah I think there are a few teams that uh, they are for riding I'm also interested to see um, what a team like Japan will do with our host and you'll remember 2015 if I'm not mistaken 
they became the first team to win three pool games and they didn't go through to the playoffs. Right. So, and their first game is against Russia and I think um, Russia is also there on hiding to nothing. Okay. So there will be those kind of games. Mr. Banana, the, the, yeah. and, and you handled this very, very well. And I'll ask you the same question again after the break. Um, when I ask you about whether or not you're excited, I ask it in the absence of Peter de Villiers, but in the presence of knowing that he says as a former Springbok coach that he will not be supporting the Springboks. Will you, as Tando Manana, be supporting the Springboks? I don't want an answer now. You'll tell me after the break. We handle the intro to this topic and the story, which is a very serious story, uh, which we will definitely chat to Sammy Klaassen uh, about after the break, and then we'll, we'll, we'll throw it open to both of you guys to tell us exactly what your feelings and thoughts are in the light of Eben Etzebeth, whether enough has been done, whether the investigation is uh, are, are legit, that he racially abused the man at a pub in Langeban, uh, are people uh, hiding some form of evidence? Are, the, are there more videos that are available? We don't know, but we'll find out because we're not at the coalface of all of this. We're here as the room dividers to disseminate that information for you. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Jody Hendricks from Artists Care. You've got a community on the West Coast town of Langeban in the Western Cape, Rob, that's up in arms that even Itzabeth is in Japan at the moment. Just after the team was announced, the town came to a standstill. They brought the town to a standstill for a day saying, this is unacceptable. We've got witnesses. We've got a guy who was beaten up, was in hospital. Uh, we've got allegations of a gun being pointed by Itzabeth at somebody. And I've spoken to some of the community members and they are outraged. They are saying it happened. You've also got to ask the question about the player he was at the pub where the incident happened yeah. um, for me was reason enough to say listen until the matter is resolved you are not going anywhere close to Japan we've got to be careful that we don't create a culture in South African sport in South African rugby where players feel that they can do what they like Hashtag NSW Dividing public opinion are they empowering? And setting the rugby agenda. Do not forget where your history South Africa is. The enemy's desire is to try and erase it. Welcome. You're with the Room Dividers. All right, talking about uh, room dividers, uh, tomorrow again, another classic show. We've been unable to all of these years to get up onto the Friday Legend show. Uh, but then we decided, you know what, Friday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, it really doesn't matter. As long as the man is able to come through to the studio. So he'll make his appearance here after so many years on the show tomorrow. Marawa Sports Worldwide. It's difficult to track down John Amwaiti till today. It, it always used to clash every Friday. I'd be like, how? But uh, Skipper, when are we doing this thing? Fridays, when we're doing Legends, it, I think it was him attending church. So you can't mess John Amwaiti and church. You can't mess with that. No, no Regardless, not. I, I just think at some point we're going to have to convince the management here at SABC that we must go to John Amwaiti's church. We must go do an outside broadcast from the church. That is the only way we can get John Amwaiti to ever... It's been years... I am telling you. I'm an Hashtag NSW. All right, so don't miss that. Uh, John Mwete, finally, we nailed him down. He'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we couldn't get the outside broadcast to go to his church.
All right, like we made mention, I'm not sure if the march to SA Rugby Office has happened today, but uh, Sammy Klaassen, Khoisan Defiance campaign leader, uh, joined me on the line. Sammy, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Uh, thank you, Robert, and uh, good evening to all the listeners out there. Yeah, I-, I was told that there was due to be a march today. What's the latest? Did the march happen? And if it did, give us exactly the breakdown of events. Yeah, um, yeah, no, we, the march was postponed because uh, the Western Cape Human Rights Commission intervened last night. We had a meeting, a community meeting in Langaban to discuss this matter. Um, and we, our plan was to visit, um, to have a placard protest at SA Rugby's offices in Cape Town. But uh, due to the intervention, um, we agreed to postpone it um, until Friday, this coming Friday. So the march didn't happen today because the uh, Human Rights Commission was then asked to mediate between us and SARP. Um, so the, the march and the protest will continue then on this coming Friday in Cape Town. Why were they adamant, though, Sammy, that the march doesn't happen? But uh, I'm just trying to calculate today is Tuesday, the march will happen on Friday. What will be the difference then? The message will still be the same. Yeah, let me just let me just first before we go into the detail of of, of the march of today, whether it is today or Friday. Yeah. Let me just give South Africa a brief a briefing of what is actually happening because there's a narrative out there from the white community um, that uh, and also from Etsabit that the people who are claiming that he assaulted them verbally and physically and also racially, uh, that it is a total lie. Uh, let me let me just give South Africa what is the case about. This case is about um, an assault on two persons that was hospitalized. Uh, that two persons laid a criminal case. They opened up a criminal case against even Etzebet. Also, there's a human rights case uh, opened up in Cape Town against even Etzebet for racially abusing colored, the so-called colored people. Uh, he um, allegedly used the word he called the, the colored persons hot nuts or hot and totter. It's like the same. The word hot not to us as colored people is the same as the K word used against African people. Now, there were three incidents in Langabai. That was the weekend before the announcement of the World Cup team. Exhibit and his brother and his friends visited Langabai in the West Coast. They first went to the Langabai Yacht Club, where they basically... Um, got involved into a conflict situation and altercation between other uh, members of the Yacht Club. Um, and also there, the racial abuse started. They called colored people, hot knots and cuffers, and then they was asked to leave. And from there, they say they are, they are now going to assault some hot knots in town. They went to the Watergat. Mm. The Watergat is a popular... Um, restaurant pub where colored people are not are too scared to go there because when they go there um, they are getting assaulted by the white uh, white people in, at, at, at that place so what happened there even Exhibit and his brothers went there 
They got involved into another fight. They left the Watergat in, in Main, Street, Lang, Main Street, Langebaar, in the main road, and uh, those two colored men and a couple of young ladies uh, were walking past the Watergat. And there he allegedly called the colored people hot notes and covers again. And then he started allegedly assaulted, he assaulted two persons that was hospitalized. And then when the colored woman, young woman of 20 years old, tried to intervene, they were gunpointed. Uh, so they've laid a complaint with the uh, South African police the same night, um, the same morning, the, the Sunday morning, uh, with the Langeban police. Uh, the, the case was opened. The docket was handed to the National Prosecuting Authority. Uh, Another case was opened at the Human Rights Commission, and we are now calling on the Human Rights Commission to take that uh, case to the Equality Court because we are not hotnots, and we want the word hotnot to be treated as the same as the K word, and because we believe that the word hotnot is also hate speech, and that the Equality Court must call even Exhibit to account. Now, now that is the case. Um, we are still waiting on the National Prosecuting Authority in Cape Town to decide whether they're going to charge him or not. It's now 19 days. No one has been arrested. This country has got a serious problem with crime. It, got, it has got a serious problem with violent crime. Um, also, this country has got a serious problem with violence against women. Now, these ladies are traumatized. They've been threatened, um, and two men have been assaulted and hospitalized. Uh, so, so, so we took it, we took it up with SA Rugby immediately. I sent them emails to say, you cannot include a man who faced serious criminal charges and human rights abuse, racist um, um, uh, 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 abuse at the Human Rights, who are now under investigation at the Human Rights Commission. You can't include a man who are facing racial, uh, racism charges against him. Because we believe that he's not fit to be part of the national team and that he should be suspended or he should be withdrawn. SA Rugby refuses because, you know what is strange for the community of Langaban in the West Coast? Immediately after the assault happened, a couple of hours after the assault, that Sunday morning, even Elizabeth made a public statement, a media statement saying that the police has cleared him of any um, uh, criminal charges against him. Now, the police doesn't have that authority because it's only a court that can clear you. Now, we want to know who in the police in Langaban has given the assurance to even Elizabeth that there's no charges against him or they wo- that he won't be charged. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to quickly. Monday, I'm just going to quickly ask you to stop there, Sammy. I just need to take a quick spot break. I want to come back. We'll pick it up on the Monday. 
Um, we'll remind yes. each other on the pickup point on, on, on the Monday will be the pickup point uh, where we chat to there to uh, uh, Sammy as he brings us up to speed with this case because they, they do believe very, very strongly indeed that Eben Elizabeth uh, should not be part and parcel of the SA rugby team. He should not be representing uh, the Springboks at the Rugby World Cup as well. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll continue our chat. Rugby. No, 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 withdraw that comment. No, 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 withdraw that comment. Then the room dividers were born. What have they done to speed up transformation? Marawa Sports Worldwide. Jody Hendricks from Otters here. You've got a community on the West Coast town of Langaban in the Western Cape, Rob, that's up in arms that even Itzabeth is in Japan at the moment. Just after the team was announced, the town came to a standstill. They brought the town to a standstill for a day saying, this is unacceptable. We've got witnesses. We've got a guy who was beaten up, was in hospital. Uh, we've got allegations of a gun being pointed by Itzabeth at somebody. And I've spoken to some of the community members and they are outraged. They are saying it happened. You've also got to ask the question about the player he was at the pub where the incident happened yeah. um, for me was reason enough to say listen until the matter is resolved you are not going anywhere close to Japan we've got to be careful that we don't create a culture in South African sport in South African rugby where players feel that they can do what they like Hashtag MSW Dividing public opinion and the empowering and setting the rugby agenda. Do not forget where your history South Africa is. The enemy's desire is to try and erase it. Welcome, you're with the room dividers. All right, we're five minutes away from the news. Uh, Sammy Klaassen, community activist from uh, West Coast in Cape Town, uh, joining us on the line. Tando Bananas down in PE. And, of course, uh, Jody Hendricks is with us here in studio. A fascinating conversation. Thanks for your patience, Sammy. You are just about to enter into Monday in terms of relaying the story. Yeah. You see, um, uh, the Sunday morning, it's a bit... Uh, dismisses these allegations as lies. And you told the South African public that the police has cleared him. Now we put a big question mark behind it. On Monday, Rafi Erasmus, the coach, announces the team. And at that press conference, Rafi told the public that he um, consulted Exhibit and he listened to Exhibit's version of what was happening, and he sided with Exhibit, hmm. believing what the story and the lies that Exhibit was telling him. Now, that is a blatant uh, attack on the, on the victims that were seriously assaulted and was racially abused by Exhibit. It's not a lie. It's happened. It has happened. It, it happened at the Langebaan Yacht Club, and then it happened at the Watergat in Mainroad, Langebaan. Why, so con- why are you so convinced, though, Sammy, that it did happen? Because he was identified by the victims. Victims. And all the victims that was assaulted and the young ladies identified him and his brother, at the, and he's implicated at the scene. So that Avi Davids of those persons that were directly affected by this um, uh, onslaught 
that aggression and that violent attack um, of him and his brother at that in, in Langeban is with the police. The police handed over their docket. South Africa will be shocked if they read those affidavits that were submitted to the police and to the NPA. So, so what we are saying as a community, no one is above the law. Doesn't matter what is your status. We will never, uh, we won't uh, allow any person to attack us on the basis of our skin color. We have fought against racism in, in apartheid South Africa, in sport. We will not allow even Edward or his family to abuse us on the basis that we're not white. So, so, so we are convinced as a community because, you know, the media is, 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 a, is a reported that the person, there's only one, there's two persons that was so brutally attacked that they ended up in hospital, one unconscious. So, and the first person that he attacked yeah, was a well-respected person. The media told the South African public that it was a homeless person. It was not a homeless person. In fact, the Langaban Rugby Club, at the end of July 2019, honored that person as one of the legends who contributed the last 30 years as an outstanding player for the Langaban Rugby Club. Now, now, we want accountability. I took it up with SA. With SA. I'm very, very, we are very disappointed with the President Mark Alexander and all those colored and African rugby leaders who are now senior administrators in SA rugby. They sided with the alleged perpetrator and they didn't listen or even consulted the victims. When I spoke to Mark Alexander two weeks ago and told him, listen, why are you not taking action against such serious actions? He told me that he's afraid that Etzebet can sue them legally. He's more concerned about the interest of the perpetrator than, it, than they are interested in the victims of um, of, of serious uh, of a serious racism case that that has happened in Langa. Let, let me let me quickly bring Jody in here. I know we got a couple of seconds before news. Uh, Jody, you, you wanted to pose a question to Sammy? Yeah, no, I just wanted to make the point, Rob. I was present when the squad was announced, and even admitted yeah. to me that he didn't do anything wrong, and he was shocked at the allegations. So that's the first point. And the thing that maybe Tandu can also touch on after the news, right? Tandu is that Rasi at the press conference spoke about the trust between player and coach. I just want to know from Tandu, as a yeah. former player, where do you draw the line and what happens when the trust is broken? Okay. All right. Uh, Sammy, please stay with us. Tando, please yes. digest that question. And um, listener, wherever you are, please be part of this conversation. I think it is important time for news. Worldwide. Tando Banana. Sia has not played the full 80 minutes of a rugby test match as a captain. He's taken off 10 minutes and it became lesser and lesser. And that is why I'm saying that maybe there is something that is being brewed down in Cape Town. We don't know. We'll find out, Rob. We'll still be alive. We'll see. And we'll have time to go back to our history books. Over 110 years of Springbok history. It's the first time that we're unsure and uncertain of who our captain is. 110. Hashtag NSW. Hashtag NSW. 
Did you know that as a valid TV license holder, you can now win your share of half a million rand in daily prizes? Yes, you only have to renew or pay your domestic TV license. Then dial star 120 star 45887 hash or SMS your ID number or TV license's account number to 45887 to enter and receive more information. You could win amazing prizes such as airtime, flat screen TVs, smartphones, washing machines and more. Dial star 120 star 45887 hash or SMS your ID number to 45887 to enter now. Terms and conditions apply. SMS cost 150. Free SMSs do not apply. TV licenses making more content possible every day. Hashtag made possible by you. Sure. I was cruising on a yacht in Paris, Ibiza. Mm-hmm. Then I drank Ibu's tea in the bush. Mm. She screamed bad. Go first at it. Uh, and then I shy on my white water rafting. Go for a river, boy. Woman's parts. It's about levels. I was not swimming. With up to 50% off travel deals, never sound like Umashaya. Because Short Left Travel Week is back. Book directly from shortleft.co.za September 23 to 29. T's and apply. After all, it's your country. Enjoy it. Because nothing's more fun than a Short Left. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Jody Hendricks, sports commentator, TV analyst, Aris here, sports presenter with me here. What we've seen the past um, seven years since Peter left his job, there's definitely a vendetta against Peter de Villiers. Mm. And Rob, we've got to admit, he's probably the most successful coach in South Africa, maybe the second most successful coach. He shouldn't be struggling to get a job. Peter de Villiers' manager, Pablo Porayai, on the line. Clearly, uh, this concerted effort really depriving him of a livelihood is continuing. And it's really sad and disappointing that um, we believe it's coming from specific reporters. I mean, these reporters are working, they're earning a living, and they're depriving an international coach of his status from getting a job to look after his family. It just doesn't make sense to me. Are they being used? What is the issue? Why is it not a level playing field for somebody of his caliber? We can't put a finger on what it is exactly that Mr. Davidis has done wrong for him to be treated in this manner. Hashtag NSW. Top stories. Get the news before it's history in the morning. All right, you are with the Room Dividers. As made mention uh, at the top of the hour, Jody Hendricks, artist here, rugby journalist, Tanda Banana, EP Rugby General Manager, and also on the line, we've got Sammy Klaassen, community activist from uh, West Coast in Cape Town. Tanda, let's bring you in there with the question that was posed by Jody. I think a very important one about the trust between player and coach and what it is that you take as the truth. Rob, the responsibility purely lies with the head coach of a team, uh, be it national or provincial or pro 14 super rugby. And the onus uh, is entirely on him. If you look at uh, how the situation of Apuwe Janki was was handled, uh, it was timelessly, uh, it was done uh, on time, with the B samples, everything just happened and, and it moved in. And, and here, I, 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 I'm, I'm the one that says it's one. Uh, maybe the head coach was was not in, in a position to take a decision that would uh, leave a 79 test. Maybe that was going through his mind. Uh, did he think of the other person? Well, he will always say charity begins at home. He will look inside because... Uh, they they count a lot of things. They count the senior leader of the group. Um, I mean, if you read what was written in that well-crafted statement, uh, you know, uh, he everything is said to be 
on his side in terms of from the coaches uh, aspect of things uh, but for me I, I certainly feel this thing could have been handled much better uh, with a good intervention where you know you needed strong heads to come in uh, in, in in light of making a critical decision here Rob because you're going to a World Cup you don't want anything that's going to be of disturbance mm. to your preparation that's one if you had used a K word it would have been an immediate uh, uh, sort of dog door closed shut and everything so uh, I also concur with uh, the, the the guest that we have put uh, Sammy there uh, in terms of uh, the usage of of, of of yes it's allegations but how are they treated uh, one has then go go to go to go back to, to to how you treat these in terms of do you suspend or do you go on the route of uh, you know um, uh, you you continue until proven guilty uh, you know uh, that's that's the norm but for me I think what's important here Rob is everyone must be equal before the law. Uh, and that for me, I, I just meant if it's going to be on one person's decision, there'll always be biasness. You can't yeah. run away from that. But so if, if, the, if the situation from a, is yeah. from, from a coach's perspective, Rob, yeah. there'll always be biasness. Here I'm talking about a guy who's going to play his 80th test cap for South Africa. Correct. He's been involved since 2012. He's one of the senior leaders within the group. And for you to just let him go as a coach. Uh, you, you try all avenues to keep him as much as possible in the squad. So if the decision is taken after the World Cup, then it would mean that the coach stuck to his guns and uh, and 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 you know and and stayed with the player going through. If the finding says this is our finding, the NPA, it's it's got to come quickly. Now we don't know how quick that can happen. No one knows. Yes, Sammy, I'm going to come back to you, though, uh, Tanda, because there are a couple of things that I want to follow up on uh, regarding what you've just said. But I, I want to hear Sammy's response to that, because it, it, are all of those things, though, Sammy, bigger than a national agenda that's trying to get rid of all of the ills that he's been accused of? Racism cannot be part of our sports. A racist can't represent South Africa. That is the bottom line. And even Exabet is not the only player in this country. We've got a pool of good, talented players, both black and white, that is ready to be selected. Now, it was not only the hot not word that was used. The key word was also used. And that will come out in the investigation. At the Yacht Club, the key word and the hot not word was used simultaneously. And, and and so the the fact that the coach without any facts just used the version of the alleged perpetrator that is suspect to us. And we so very, very disappointed with SA Rugby, who has consulted only the perpetrator but not the victim side of the story. We're also not happy with the Human Rights Commission because you know what happened? When the human rights, when, when, when SA Rugby uh, was informed by the Human Rights Commission that there's a complaint against Exabet in that same week, mm-hmm. the Human Rights Commission only met with Exabet and SA Rugby and not with the victims. And so in that meeting, we believe that there was a compromise made. So, 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 so we, we are not happy with the way the Human Rights Commission has met because it was totally out of procedure. There was a formal complaint. So if they were to summon anybody, they should have 
summons both Exabet and the victims. And and, and and that is why I didn't even know this fact that you're telling us now. Remember, Sammy, a, a couple of minutes ago, I had issue as to why the Human Rights Commission has had to intervene with your march today and postpone it to Friday. Because for me, materially, there would be no difference. The story still stays the same. Your whatever it is that you've written out, that you will be handing out the memorandum will still contain the same thing. So why the buying of time? Why wait until Friday, Friday, the eve of the Springbok game? For me, that just, you know what? I don't know much about who or what is at the Human Rights Commission. We did try and call somebody from there. Their phone was off so that they could also speak for themselves. But something somewhere doesn't ring right for me. They should allow due process to happen. The the full-time commissioner, because we, 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 we don't want him involved in the case anymore. That Andre Gaum from the is the Western Cape uh, 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 Commissioner uh, in Cape Town. Yesterday, when I uh, found the Human Rights Commission to ask, listen, why is there a delay? We don't, it's now three weeks we've given you all, every, all the statements and stuff. And they told me that Andre Gaum is now in Japan with the World Cup with the Springboks. He's there. So, so we are very, very concerned in the way this case is going, because this is a serious, a serious case for us. Because in the Western Cape is known for racism, where African and colored people are being discriminated against on the basis of the color of the skin. We are not allowed to go into white pubs because we're in the restaurants. When we enter there in Langaban, last weekend there was another case at a super spa in Langaban, where a white customer came in and he swear at the colored cashier calling her a kafir and whatnot. There's a criminal case open also in that, uh, at the Langaban police. It's there, it's here. So this town, is, it's, it's becoming a white paradise for people coming from outside and discriminate against our people. Now, if SA Rugby are protecting a white man because he's a good player and they believe only his side of the story, then we've got a serious problem as a colored community and the African community. We should, we, in fact, there's a strong move in Langaban right now to say that we are not going to support the Springboks in this World Cup because we are going to, 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 to protest because we can't see Elizabeth as part of our national team. It can't be that you have someone calling non-whites the label of the of, uh, labels like hot not and covers. You can't have that in a national setup. It's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. He should come. He should be released like that guy, from, that coach from Wales who's, yeah. who's been released from the World Cup For team. Betting. Yeah. He must come back. We want him here. We want him to stay in trial. Because we want him at the Equality Court, at the Human Rights Commission, and he must come and give his side, and, and we will give our side. Okay, so this l- is not a lie. It happened. He was here in Langaba. Let's let's bring a bit of balance. Let me just quickly bring some balance here because a lot of uh, voice notes that are coming through, and, and, and some might be challenging you in your person. Uh, please listen very carefully. Rob, um... Can you ask that gentleman who's talking to you right now, that Mr. Semi guy, are they not looking for attention maybe? You know, talking about things, this is serious things that they're talking about. Eh? 
and him being a community leader and all that and all that, he should investigate first what type of characters are laying the charges and stuff like that. Now I can almost hear the counter arguments coming from all this, yeah. But please do ask just for the public sake, have they or him made sure the people that claim to be assaulted and abused by all this, are they not probably attention seekers or something? Uh, can I respond to that one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Listen, this is not about attention seeking. When the persons that was the persons that was assaulted are being assisted by an attorney right from the Sunday morning, Advocate Nigel Samuels from Langeva has been assisting the victims since that Sunday morning, helping them to 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 um, uh, to, to take them to the police make sure that they uh, have given their, submitted their affidavits and their statements to the police. So there are professional people involved assisting a community that's been affected by racism. This is not about attention-seeking. It's about a case where two non-white people have been assaulted, ended up in hospital, brutally assaulted. It's about the aggression and the violent attack and the racist attack on, on vulnerable people. A 20-year young lady, a 20-year-old mm. young colored lady who was gunpointed at a time where South Africa is facing serious challenges in terms of crime, where, where there's guns involved, where there's serious assault involved, where women are being under attack. Now, let me tell the listeners, since we have started to assist our, our people to make sure that the law will deal and will, 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 will call for those perpetrators to account. We are only assisting them because, you see, our people are not all of them. Our people are vulnerable people. Our people are poor. They are the poorest of the poor in Langaban. Langaban has become a town for the rich. Where the, where the poor colored in African community have been pushed to the peripheries. Now, whenever they are assaulted, we, are we supposed to keep quiet as community leaders? Are we supposed Sammy, to... is there video evidence that points and lands this onto Edzabeth's lap? Is there... Yes, let me, let me tell you, because you yeah. see, let me, before I go there, for the last two weeks, we've been under constant attack by by uh, the white community on social media. I've received death threats two days after I I took this thing, this case, um, to the Human Rights Commission. I received death threats in writing, SMS, on social media. There are two groups. We have laid now lots of complaints with the Human Rights Commission and the Equality Court to investigate those um, Facebook groups uh, where we are being called hotnots, where we are be- being called baboons, that we are being called uh, uh, drunkards who love wine, and, and all the labels. Now, we are dealing with that, um, with that issue. Now, there's video footage. The first incident, because, you see, these people who sending these voices, they, they were not here. The people of Langabar know the truth. 
the first incident happened at the Langaban Yacht Club. Mr. Khan, Mr. Victor Khan, has been, it's a colored Muslim guy from Cape Town who's been a, C, who's been a member from the Langaban Yacht Club for the last 10 years. He was at the Yacht Club when he, he, lay, he afterwards also laid a complaint with the Langaban Yacht Club. Now, the Langaban Yacht Club has, has, it, has got its own surveillance systems, TV cameras and that. That thing is on their system where these perpetrators started calling colored people coffers and whatnot. It's there. It's on that system. Has it been submitted as evidence? It's been, it's been given. The, the Langaban Yacht Club has got no surveillance. Um, uh, no, but I'm uh, saying, have, they, have they handed it over, though, to the authorities, or are they holding on to it? They are still holding on to it. Okay, let, let me bring Jody as well as Tunda here because uh, we, we're reaching the end of the show and I, I want to get a, a sense of how we move forward here. Jody, the World Cup starts, like Tando says, you got an experienced person uh, into the uh, 80th cap over the weekend. Um, he will certainly start the game if all goes well and uh, you know a lot of things don't happen. How should South Africans take this in the light of what we're hearing uh, from Sammy on the other side? Um, the allegations are quite serious, Rob, uh, given the, some of the matters that Sammy's pointed out, uh, um, violence in the country, yeah. violence against women, all that kind of thing, pointing a gun. Those are serious allegations. But on the other hand, you've got a justice system where the wheels turn really, really slow. Correct. And it's going to take it's going to be a process. And in the meantime, there's a rugby world cup in Japan and even Itzabeth is going to play. I think uh, from a media perspective, we should keep tabs on the investigation. We should keep um, asking the questions from people like the Human Rights Commission, like mm. the NPA, the Walks. But like we investigating. Said last week, uh, and I think you and I agreed that had Itzabeth been Makazola Mabimbi, Mabimbi would be back in mm. the country now. Yeah, I agree he, with you. He, he would be here, you know. Watching Queen Mzansi with us. I just want to make the example of Israel Folau, the Australian who was in a bit of hot water yeah. over a tweet that he sent. And he was immediately, they said that you hurt a certain section of the community. Yes. And, you know, action was taken. His contract was not renewed. He's fighting it. And the coach, the team, and the rugby authorities in Australia said, we are not accepting you back into the team. You've hurt people. Yeah. And the, the allegations of what you said are quite serious and against the gay community against the gay community yeah. and that that, uh, that is the kind of stance i would have liked to be seen that's the leadership in, thing that i was going to throw towards Tundi, yeah. Tundi, because that's unfortunately where you've been thrusted now in terms of leadership jody makes that classic example you make utterances against the gay community doesn't matter the profile of player that you are you take immediate action because you want to show leadership and because there's a country that you need to preserve it's not happening here yeah, certainly. We, we also have to understand it's not about Eben Etzabeth, Rob. It's not about this thing being looked as politically motivated jargon, if people were to, to, to say that. This is a very serious thing. And, and I like the fact that because I was also going to, to speak about an Israel Falau incident, uh, you know, so it means that uh, there's different uh, strokes, uh, you know, being taken for different people here, you know, in, in, in our country, and we're, we're allowing that. So if, if the NPA comes up and, and is requesting the person in question to be in the country, what then will happen? Will, will they be told that this person is currently in Japan playing for in the World Cup, or will he be sent back immediately, and all those things? So those are serious uh, questions, because once the tournament starts, then mm. what, what comes to a hold here?
Uh, is yeah. it the investigation? Because remember, this guy is going to Toulon. You know, he's not coming back to the Stormers. That's one. We've got to understand that. After the World Cup, he's, he's got nothing to do with South African rugby. He moves and plays for Toulon. He signed the deal. It's done, done, and, uh, and dusted. But what then happens? Do you wait for him to come back home uh, when he comes back after the Toulon incident? Uh, you know, so those, are, for me, are serious, uh, you know, uh, accusations that are there. That Should the Minister of Sport have stepped in here, gentlemen? I would have loved an answer Absolutely. to that. I would have loved an answer to that. Sammy, please keep us up to date, though. We're flat out of time. Tando, thank you so much indeed. By the time we come back, we would be talking rugby. We would be talking other things. And Sammy, as we said, it's, it's an important issue that we need to ventilate to the public uh, so that we keep them up to date. But thank you so much indeed, and good luck for Friday. Thank you so much. Sammy Klaassen, the community activist from West Coast and Cape Town. Uh, thank you, Tando Manana. Thank you so much, Jody Hendricks. Gentlemen, thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Rob. Highly appreciate it.